This is where, okay, I want to bring this up now. Uh, this is regarding the television program that we are covering because, folks, it is somehow miraculously that time once again. It's, as you know, the podcast dedicated to covering the first and last episode of every television show in existence. I'm Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, I have just used my telekinetic powers to move their car out of uh, park, and it is now rolling down the street. It's Travis Marmon. How's it going, everyone? I'm not average anymore. <laughs> Turning into liquid goo, it's Stephen Doughton. I'm having fun. Uh, I'm having the fun. Thing- the thing I want to bring up, uh, so we, of course, are here to talk about The Secret World of Alex Mack, the Nickelodeon television series that aired from October 8th, 1994 to January 15th, 1998, and was about an ordinary teenage girl who, after a uh, chemical spill, uh, winds up with a series of powers, including telekinesis, uh, electrokinesis, and uh, the ability to become, I guess, uh, Mercury? Yeah, it's, it's sort of a quicksilver, which like is that. I guess the same thing, right? And but can also take her clothes with I her and take other people with her. Being. Quicksilver has super speed. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, she clearly learns how to do that stuff later because the first time she does it, she loses her clothes. Yeah, like at some point, she learns how to both take her clothes and other people with her in between the pilot and the finale. <laughs> the reason I immediately bring us into the show is I was doing my research for this program, and I was looking over. The, uh, the Wikipedia page is the jumping off point where they list a series of characters and they mention Nathan Creeper Dan. Or sorry, <laughs> Dean. Nathan Creeper Dean, played by Hank Harris. Uh, and this is what stood out to me. It said, Nathan is a shy, neurodivergent boy. <laughs> and I do not think that language would... Ex- I mean, I know that this was written recently because it referred to him as a neurodivergent boy, but yeah. I can't think of anything more <laughs> jarring than seeing camcorder footage like this, like 90s television program, and hearing someone say the word neurodivergent. I wonder if in the actual script yeah, he's called like weird. something that's a slur now or something <laughs> like that. I, I think the most jarring thing about watching this was having the, like casual basketball bully be jessica alba it's like that is that is jarring that jessica alba is here for one scene and also joins a pantheon of uh actors playing characters whose name is their name uh that we love so much just just too dumb to have it which when it's a 13 year old jessica alba i think is reasonable yeah i definitely had to double check but i was also like that is unmistakably jessica alba what's she up to sure is She's like a mom know. now. Like that's she like basically retired from acting to be a stay-at-home mom largely, if I recall correctly. And then she like went to a Knicks game last year or something. And then uh because Twitter is even an even bigger cesspit than it ever was before, uh then people are like, "Hear me out. This person's 42 and I still would." Are, yeah, wait, are we saying that this rich 42-year-old looks amazing? Yeah. This person that was like one of the biggest sex symbols of uh, of the 2000s still looks good. Wow. Well, what do you know? What a surprise. But long before uh, yeah, all that, definitely. she was a 13-year-old on this show as the bully to the girl who would be the secondary woman in 10 Things I Hate About You. I don't know hey, what else. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Refer to Larissa Olenek's name with some fucking respect, you piece of goddamn shit. <laughs> Don't just dismiss her as being the secondary girl in 10 Things I Hate About You. She is fantastic in what is fucking 
end to end one of the finest teen films ever created. That's fine. Okay. She's she's what like one first of all, shouts out to the casting director. I mean end to end that movie fucking fucking Crumholtz. We got him out here. Yeah, he would go on to be an Oppenheimer, Krumholtz, Travis. Show some our respect. guy, David Crumholtz, who we all love. Character we do. David Krumholtz. Even though, he, even though he stabs someone to death on ER. Um. I haven't seen 10 Things I Hate About You in, I don't know, 100 years. I was, wow, you saw it in 1924 uh, in a vision right. of the future? <laughs> yeah. Jessica Alba only did three episodes. And we got the privilege of seeing that. And she was. Is there a chance she becomes an As You Know All Star? Uh, yeah, uh, are we going to watch the Angels. 90s Flipper uh, revival? No, we're going to do Dark Angel one day. It's the James Cameron television Angel. show. We're going to do it. And it didn't go well? Um, I mean, you know, we, I, it probably rocks. I don't. I never watched it, but, you know, Jimmy Cameron told me we needed it, and so... Also, since you asked what there you're up go. to these days, her most recent film is a movie called Trigger Warning that does not have a Wikipedia page. And before that, she was in something called Killers Anonymous in 2019. That's a cool... She also did an cool episode thing. of what I assume is a children's TV show in 2023 called Storybots Answer Time as Miss Pizza Delivery Lady. What if it wasn't? What if that was like... <laughs> what if that's like an Apple, another Apple TV series that I hadn't heard of or something? It's Yeah, it's a dystopian it's a, future show. It's basically... <laughs> it's It's... Basic. Oh no, I'm. Ro- it's robots telling the so stories hard, of, of our of our past. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Stephen was cooking, maybe, or was desperately digging. I was. It's not. It's not cooking. I was not. If 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 like cooking is is like where your your meat comes off the plate and you realize that there's a bunch of pink inside it, but not like good mm. pink, like bad pink, like <laughs> bloody pink, like what's going on pink. And then you're like, can I, it kind of smells weird. And you're like, can I cook the smell out of this? Or should I throw this away? Like mm-hmm. that's, I'm cooking. That's I'm absolutely what you were doing. cooking. <laughs> that's cook, that's yeah. what's going on. <laughs> I was trying to say black mirror and I just couldn't remember the name of that show. Um, also, yeah, Travis, to go back to your point, I think you, as somebody who watches, I watched, I believe, three television programs on Apple TV last year. Mm-hmm. Apple Plus, whatever it's fucking called. Uh, and uh, every time I saw a trailer for something, I'd be like, this isn't a real program. It would be on the page, and I'd be like, you're making this one up. Yeah. I, I am start- I am starting to think that when we when we do break through to streaming, I think the show we have to start with is probably the morning show, but... No, dude, it's going to be C. I mean, the, I know we both have C Jason, on our list because that's the one, one really Jason Momoa, <laughs> post-apocalyptic Jason Momoa, and everyone's blind except his children. Oh, okay. So it's like um, The Giver, but what if instead of colorblind, it's just blind? Yeah. Also, but The, the Giver was dystopian. This is post-apocalyptic. Like They're, they're like they're a different. tribe. Dystopian and post-apocalyptic have a big overlap. They do, but the giver, they have, like, technology. I'm pretty sure in this one they hear, like, gunshots and they're like, what are those? That's also uh, apparently my Jason Momoa impression. What are those? Uh, Jason Momoa is Batman. Yeah, Why saying, hasn't Jason Batman Momoa is been a Batman? Kid, Batman is because a he's Aquaman. from five years ago. I know that it's because he's Aquaman. Ian, also, he'd be I a know. terrible Batman. He's a bad yeah. actor. He's so good as Aquaman. I don't know that I agree with that one. Anyways, oh, man. Steven, your what are those was what if Batman I, was a Zoomer from 2017 going, what are those? 
Where su- superheroes are, of making course, fun of people's shoes. <laughs> superheroes are, of course, on the brain because uh, Alex Mack is just Daredevil. She's just Alex Mack. Yeah, it was, a, she has Daredevil's origin story, and there is literally a radioactive spider shown at the beginning of this as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's a weird thing. To it, it doesn't homage. do anything. It, uh, it it's just a yeah, tarantula in this walks, plant. That's close. That's Larry, the, 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 the glowing spider we have from that. Sorry, the implication of that glowing spider, because it doesn't bite anyone, is like that that glowing spider also can turn into goo and telekinesis and like electrokinesis. It just doesn't know how to activate that part of the brain to do that, I think. Or maybe it does. (laughs) Maybe maybe later it's doing that stuff. We just don't see it. I I spider with telekinesis is truly a terrifying thing to imagine. So I have like a pro spider rule where if I find a spider in my house and it's time to get rid of it, I take it outside instead of killing it. It's like the only bug that I don't kill is I will kill every other bug. Um, and uh, I think Bugsy Malone, you're on watch. You're ever in <laughs> Stephen's house? Bugs Bunny. That's right. <laughs> I Fucking think on site, <laughs> which is fair. Uh, bug. Nope. Uh, we got the two. Uh, Steven tried to rule a three in and had nothing. <laughs> I really thought I did have one. I, I was I'm pretty sure there was like a character from a book that everyone called Bug or That's least, definitely like, a thing and I and I can't Bug think of it, but I know like, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I can't, I just can't remember. It's like it's kinda in there. Oh what about uh, Bug um, the kid who played Alfalfa that is now like a weird uh uh, right wing internet. I had trigger. a th- I I had a brain thought that was Bugsy Moogs, but that's <laughs> not <laughs> that's the tallest not player it. ever. <laughs> uh, um. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think if it was a C one sixty one spider, is that is that the right number? Yeah, I believe GC one sixty one. I believe was the name of the GC one sixty one. Sorry. Uh, Group chat one sixty one, which they say they say that so Gender much. Gender critical one sixty one. Like they, I, I feel like between it really the speaks intro- to where, who we are, Travis. <laughs> that what we pick for GC. <laughs> My next one is going to be GameCube. <laughs> I was going to say gaming console, but GameCube is probably better. Um, between 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 the intro and the finale, when she's learning how to goo other people, it seems like maybe they could have named the thing something more catchy than gc 161 like it feels like eventually you name it like you get to it just gets numbers at the beginning because you're like ah oh, we can't name everything but once it's already like oh it's going in production or like we're calling it um we're calling it uh molecular molec- molecularizer or we're calling it like you know g- g- like uh like ice nine like, Apparently they were yeah, working whatever. on something Liquid that was supposed death. to just be like a dietary supplement for weight loss or something, and then you know, I mean, I think they lost the plot on the weigh, chemical. Does she weigh less or more when she's the goo? I think probably more. Probably. Mercury's really heavy. Hmm. Wait, although matter can't be created or yes. destroyed. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, yeah. she, apparently what's heavier? Exactly ninety pounds of weight. goop or ninety pounds of of queen girl? <laughs> it's apparently, exactly her weight. In goop. 90, 90 pounds flesh and blood, or uh, 90 pounds of. I guess it's supposed to be water, but because it's of the not, digital it's tech. Not wa- it's not oh, water. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be, I guess. It's goop. 
Yeah, no, it's it, like the way it was like worded. It seems like the idea was like, yeah, it's um, she turns into water. Uh, water yeah, it's with a, silver a mobile dye puddle in it, of or? water. But uh, water. she is definitely mercury, and all of these people have mercury poisoning. <laughs> That's true. So, so the CGI of this show rules. Like number one, it seems like it, they actually probably spent a lot of money on CGI. Like, it kind of seems like they have a lot of it in there. The number two, all the CGI is hilarious. And, and like, because <laughs> it I is love, from 1994. I love 90s, C- I love 90s CGI. There's one point in one of the episodes where she, where she draws a pen toward her and the, the like flipping pen. Was I was like, oh my God, this is such a good pen. <laughs> Give me this flipping pen gif. I don't, I don't know who's holding the pen. Sly Cooper, who's holding this pen? <laughs> Uh, I want to get this out of the way. Uh, I enjoyed this show. Fun time. I definitely knew the show existed. It is just before my time. I imagine it would be yeah. kind of just before all of yours time, since we are about all the same age. Yeah. Uh, we're all born with like I remember it existing. Yeah. I remember seeing ads for it. This is our second live action Nick show after Are You Afraid of the Dark? But I don't think we asked on that one. Did you guys watch live action Nickelodeon much ever? I watched Are You Afraid of the Dark a fair bit. I watched this show once or twice, you know, in syndication, I think. It, well, it um, ended in 98, so... Okay. What as a child, was, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm six years old. I, actually, well, it's, it's, I think, January 98, so five years old. So there's definitely the possibility I've caught some episodes, and as a child, I didn't understand, you know, uh, serialization. Of course, this show, definitely. There were myth episodes, <laughs> as we all know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was Monsters the thing that I episodes. I knew what it was, but I don't think I ever watched. Which I think is very much the uh, the '90s kid thing. Is yeah, well, it's uh, for teens. Like, oh my and god, I have a all kid. these. Yeah, and uh, being it like, was wait, it was no. in that it was in all that stuff like Pete and Pete and That's like these even other shows that were just like in the, yeah they were just in the ether and I knew about them because I watched the channel, but like I was less interested in them because I was a bit too young for them. But speaking of being a bit too young for them. Who isn't a bit too young for this show? Because a lot of it is like, let's look at this corporation. Like, I was like, I was like who is this <laughs> I'm for? glad that someone, like maybe, that someone at Nickelodeon was like, corporations are evil. Uh, we're going to instill that in these kids in 1994. So much happened in the corporation. <laughs> like, and I love, who's watching this? I love how evil the corporation is from the jump. Like, you don't go into that building yeah. with the, like... The, you, they might as well be putting skulls up around the hallways. They have an evil logo. It looks like it looks like a fucking, like, uh, temp agency for Dr. Evil. <laughs> and, like, their, and their, like, guy running ever, that we see all the time is this, like, evil, extremely Italian man whose name is Vince Carter, which also is... <laughs> That's amazing. Also, We're also him and the driver talked like this yeah. for some reason. Both him and the driver talked the same I way. I think you're supposed to. Nobody you're supposed to does. assume there's mob connections, I guess, to the corporation. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't sound like this. Like it, you can kind of tell they're putting this on because anybody can kind of put this on as well as yeah. they do anyway. Like anybody born in America can talk like this if they want to. But like, <laughs> what what the hell was this? The the most remarkable thing about all of this. Is that um, it's yeah it's it's the this was for children. There were like you know eleven year olds who were excited to watch this, and then you would see a man in a collarless shirt with a suit 
like going door to door saying like I'm gonna find that kid. I'm gonna find that kid, and then we're gonna have them scan their hand on the hand identification <laughs> on the, on the device that box. we have. Because we have yeah, to find. Yeah, they have. This what, child will do the golf. GC one sixty one. Yeah, she did do the golf part, didn't she? <laughs> you know, an animal will chew off its own leg to escape a trap. What will you do? <laughs> Your father has an empire. He's losing it. We gotta. If see you go to Iraq, you will die. You gotta understand. <laughs> You're the chosen one. Sorry, I'm looking the at more people that were just like on this show for a few episodes, and there is. Someone who uses the stage name Mink Stole, and she was a John Waters person. Hell yes. Um, also, our favorite authority figure, Glenn Morshower, is the uh, coach at this. School. I saw. I saw that Jason Marsden uh, was in it. Yeah, the um, one that's not James Marsden. He's voiced some character you like. I don't. I don't know. P- take a pick. He was also on. Um, how about Boy Meets World? How about Googie Gress? Uh, that's, that's a guy here. Is that a character's name? No, that's a man who plays two characters. It seems like Howard uh, over the course of the show in two episodes, he is really named Francis, Googie? but his father called him his goo goo baby when he was an infant, and he's just gooky. Do you see that they're going to make a movie called The Mandalorian and Grogu? And when I saw that, I thought like, well, this is a photoshopped image. Uh, my Grogu. Goo 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 What was it? Goo goo Mbathara? Was that what she said? Yes. <laughs> uh, she was in the show. That's Sherman wild. Hemsley was on an episode of the show. That would have been a, a shocking all star. I think that we've got to go to Mos Eisley because <laughs> okay. that's where the MacGuffin is. Well, <laughs> which, hold on a which... sec. <laughs> what? Now, so it's, it's, are they just in all sci-fi series? Is that what this is? I don't know what's the difference. I keep walking through all the different <laughs> sci-fi shows. What am I supposed to know the difference between Star Wars and Dune? Who am I? What is this the same Tatooine, stuff? Tatooine, Arrakis. This is the one Mars. with the Vulcans in it, right? We're talking about we're talking about the one with Spock. He's my favorite Star Wars character. Which one are we talking about here? This is a fruitful new character, but more important, it's a good character <laughs> voice. That's really, and that's what that guy was doing as he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to search every block to find this child that we know had to have been I'm gonna at se- either I'm the gonna school. I'm going to search every. They were the junior high every, or the high school. I'm going to search every sci-fi series. I'm going to search every Marvel series. I'm going to go to Once Upon a Time. That way I'll hit all the fairy tales. I'm going to find this kid. She will not be granted admission to Xavier's school for gifted youngsters because of the fact that she is not a natural-born mutant. She's much more of a Spider-Man-like figure. She's an altered human being. We will find we her, them, we will hunt her we down, her and we will exterminate her with extreme prejudice. Oh, if there's one thing I care about, it's the sanctity and purity of, of Xavier's school for gifted children because youngsters, she's not a I believe. mutant. Youngster, uh, sorry, sorry. Oh God, I've ruined the sanctity. Oh, I gotta yeah. go kill myself. <laughs> I've mis- misspoken uh, about my favorite thing in the world. So, um, the secret—I want to keep calling it the secret life of Alex Mack, but that's the secret, secret life, life of the American, the American teenager. teenager. Yeah, yeah, secret world of Alex Mack. Secret the, world. We, we the long-time Brown Center. Uh, it seems turned out. It does not seem like much of a world. It feels like this is a show 
that would have crossed over with the Power Rangers because it is also set in Blank Valley, California, where there's it's weird in Arizona apparently. But yeah, it feels oh, like it? this is mostly set on very empty like roads and stretches of like nothing, like Angel yeah. City, California is exactly. Yeah, it feels like it feels like one of those you know little pop-up suburbs that are built and all the houses look the same and you're like it's supposed to be a planned community apparently paradise valley so it very much seems like it is yeah yeah it is paradise valley chemical so you know what okay here's the question i have having because of the great way that this program is structured we watched of course the first and the last episode does this does is it what happens in the week-to-week episode is it like somebody finds out about her powers is there a narrative? What do you think? My understanding from like clips I would previews of this is she would like hear people gossiping about stuff and then goop away and have to deal with I don't know. It's about teen problems. It's sort of like Spider Man. I do, I want to I want to jump off of this uh, to my thought, which is I, I I know that everybody's figured this out because that's why things are written the way that they're written. But I had an epiphany while I watched this show while I was talking to my housemate about what you would do with these powers, and realized that powers should only be given to kids. Like it's like yeah, kids are stupid, but also I'd be like, what am I gonna do? I don't know. Slip under what door? Like where am I going? You know, like <laughs> ah, I've got shit going. I don't on. need them. Yeah. I've got too much shit to worry about these powers. Telekinesis? Ah, what am I going to do with that? Do a magic trick? Like, uh. <laughs> I would make great use of these powers. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm still a kid at heart also. So that's right. What. Apparently, well, what we've learned is I should be put out to pass. Right. We don't have the imagination anymore to take anything. advantage of these. Travis wants to go down slides on an airplane. Ian <laughs> wants these powers. I'm, I'm just tired and old, I guess. Wait, can she freeze? Uh, I don't think so. As in, like... Wait, she's in California. She- I mean, Arizona. If she was exposed to this temperature right now here in central Ohio, oh. do you think she'd freeze? I thought you meant, could her, does her powers involve freezing? Yeah, it could happen if she gooped at the wrong in the wrong place. But, I mean, it, because it's water. Supposedly. Be, that's how they should have gotten her <laughs> to the lab the or whatever, instead of just, like... Grinch, <laughs> Instead of scooping her up in a little hand vac that they seem to have done to be able to to get her to the lab, I feel like it would have been more interesting if they froze her. I don't know. It was really funny when they just deposited <laughs> the like, vacuum through the little seal and then uh, gooped her out of that. Um, I really was unaware, and I think I think I speak for everyone else here. We knew that she turned to liquid. That's what we knew. That's what I knew. I, I, I didn't remember that she had electro powers. Uh, we did not realize the full suite of her powers and how the liquid goop part is easily the least exciting one. Um, It's maybe the most unique one. Yes. Like, that's why we remember it. Because, okay. like, telekinesis happens, electric powers happen. I have a I mean, really everybody remembers. Question. There are three Alex Mack powers, and there are three of us. Which is goop, which is telekinesis, <laughs> which is electric control. Well, you did say Steven was the goop at the beginning. And I, th- I think I might be the goop, which is a bummer. <laughs> I, I think Travis is probably telekinesis and Ian has electric powers. I thought yeah. Travis was goop. I just see Travis like sitting in a cat. Well, you know what? Yeah, actually, state your case. Actually, what's funny is I was starting to think of something. I'm just like, you know, it just Travis just casually turns to goop. 
But actually, having seen Stephen expand in a space, what's the rule about liquid and how it will... It will it takes the shape of whatever container it's in. Yeah, it yeah, takes the shape of whatever much, container it's in. It's very much a me thing. That is, yeah, Stephen is undoubtedly goob, now that I think about it. Yeah, I've seen you sit on one... Like, I've seen you suddenly take up the entirety of a couch that does not make sense uh, for house. Yes, Stephen is undeniably goop. I just, I just feel like... I just feel like... I can really imagine a situation where we're like, where Travis is like, oh, can you, can you get me a beer? And I'm like, Travis, you could just get the beer by looking at it. He's like, I don't feel like it. You get, you get me a beer. It's already Travis the best using- power to have for not feeling like stuff as doing telekinesis. Travis using telekinesis to just grab the remote, the masculine ideal. Yes, of course. Uh, and uh, I'm using the electricity to turn my <laughs> lights on in my apartment without having to stand up as well. What it's the all hell about she the do at the very last scene of the show? She like zaps the sun, like it was. Yeah, well, our yeah. Banding. We just, yeah, we just. I, I turned to my housemate, was like, "What did she just do?" <laughs> like, <what laughs> she caused exactly the end of the happened? world. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Those clouds came rushing in. She, she smiled because she because she was heralding the end. I am glad we're just jumping around. That's fine. This is a Nickelodeon television program. There are three things that happen in any given episode. It's and not even somehow on streaming. You guys aren't going to watch it and and <laughs> anytime soon. The first episode made me think of Daredevil and ET. Two things I love. So like, well done, Alex Mack. <laughs> me and my friends would have beat Daredevil to death with some hammers. I tell you that much. You could not. Oh, what are you talking about? He would have beaten you to death with a hammer. I've seen Daredevil. This show is fun. Like, what I want out of a show like this is it for it to not stress me out. Because if it stresses me out, then what's the fucking point? Uh, This show did not stress me out. I was just just having a fun time. (laughs) As somebody who just finished The Curse, that's so offensive to me that you're like, what's the point? No, no, no. What's the point of an like if it's if it's prestige and if and it stresses me out, fine. But if it's like if it's like silly and like this and it stresses me out, like what am I doing? Show is hard to conceptualize. (laughs) I think the most stressful moment, the most stressful things that ever happened in Nickelodeon were Legends of the Hidden Temple when the if the Temple Guards got you. No, the most stressful things that happen in Nickelodeon television programs are the accurate depictions of junior high and high school. A deeply stressful, miserable environment that I would never wish to return to. That's what stresses me out, is when I'm watching any of these things for the show, and I see teens acting like teens, and I go, oh, God. Yeah, we're talking about the difference between The Conjuring and... Banshees of Nashir in here. Like one of those <laughs> movies didn't stress me out, and it was the one with all the ghosts. Like we are very different people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Banshees the ghosts of Nashir was scary. like, oh, <laughs> I, I don't you know what to tell you. I saw the Conjuring. We went Travis back to Ian's house, which is the scariest place to go after you've seen a haunted house movie. <laughs> But I'm trying to I'm trying to delineate being scared. And I being understand, stressed. and yes, I know that I they're very similar. Understand what you're talking but about. like. But when that but like, sheet, when that wind picks up that sheet and then it like hits the ghost and then there's just a person with the sheet yeah, and Travis and I went, yeah. <laughs> And then Benji's in his shirt and I was like, boy, that's sad. Dang. I was it didn't so have to be like that. Out. Banshees is so just stressed. a curb episode said a hundred years ago. Right, but I, st- but again, but I liked Banshees of Inisherin because it was really well written and beautiful, mm-hmm. and you know all these things. So if I could be stressed out as long as it's you know anyway, would you rather uh, Colin Farrell could turn into goo in Banshees of Inisherin, <laughs> or uh, what's uh, Patrick Wilson has the ability as telekinesis in The Conjuring? I don't think telekinesis would help him much with the ghosts, but 
Colin Farrell already think, a lot, spends think, a lot of that movie turning into goo, like <laughs> metaphorically. Oh God! If he said the whole like maybe you never were and then turned into a puddle and went, it's actually, if, it's actually Barry Keoghan turning into goo yeah. after getting turned out by dream. everyone. What if uh, Brendan Gleeson cut off his fingers and those fingers individually had electric powers that he was throwing at the door and he was also like, if you cut Alex Mack's fingers off, can she reattach them when she turns to goo, or do they not turn to goo with her? I guess Great I'm pro-cutting Alex Mack apart to find out for science. I, I just learned it's, Well, that's yeah. literally what her sister's afraid of, and she was right. Her sister was right. They would cut her apart. They'd be, yeah. like, they'd be like, oh, can you get back together? Let's see what happens here. I don't know also, why they didn't just test I, that on the tarantula. Really quick, really quick I, I, because it's Ireland and because famous people are no further away from you than anybody ever would be. Uh, I was talking to someone who worked on a set with Barry Keoghan th- for a movie that is not yet out. I can't remember what it's called. It doesn't. It's not out yet. And he <laughs> it doesn't apparently, exist is what you were starting to say, right? No, it's not out yet. Oh. Um, and he apparently is has become like the diva is diva that you will ever see today. <laughs> like at this point, he's like top diva. Uh, like there were days they they had days where they couldn't film because he wouldn't come out of his trailer. Just he wouldn't come out, and then they had to like fill. They had to like fly someone, like some specific person from L.A. to like get him to come out of the trailer so he'd be in a scene, and they still didn't kick him off the set. And I was like, "This is, I just okay. This, I guess fame, fame was a mistake." I, you, I'm so I can't, glad that, I can't as you know, has entered its Dumois era, and we get to hear about. <laughs> Fucking Barry's star turn. By the way, was this the film Bird by Andrea Arnold? I don't think so. Mm, okay. I was just trying to see where it's in post I just remember it having, yeah, it's in post production. I remember it having like three words in its title. I could ask. Bring them down. That's it. It's got Christopher Abbott in it. Your new favorite actor, Stephen. The husband at the end of Poor Things, the last like 30 minutes. Oh, that guy. The guy who they turned into a dog? Hey, spoilers for poor things. Oh, spoilers. Sorry. Beep that out. Um, yeah, the guy who comes in from rules. the end at the top, from for like the last 30 minutes from the top rope and takes an amazing movie even higher. Um, but yes, um, wow. I guess being in Saltburn will turn you into a diva. Um, liquid goo. I would do nonviolent crime, I think. With yeah. These powers. Oh, totally. I, I would. think it'd be a I lot would. of. I would do. Yeah, I mean, can you can you turn money into goo? I imagine you can if you can turn clothes into goo. Yeah, well, I bet you can. I bet you can just like electrify. Like you could just shoot electricity at the ATM. Yeah, is that electro? Does electro do that ever? Basically, all Use, the time. What get what is, what is guys possible? Can't electro like go into like wires yes. themselves and like well, travel sometimes. along? It really depends on which version of the character we're talking about. The Secret Life of Alex Mack. So the show starts, and <laughs> Alex is getting ready for her first day of junior high, which apparently starts at seventh grade. I don't understand. Uh, some people call junior high like seventh and eighth grade, and some places it's sixth some, to eighth. Some junior highs. And some people just call that middle some school. Some junior highs are seven and like, eight. Yeah. yeah, I just never really understand. Just depends on what state you're in. Like, I went to middle like, school. I've, I've heard a lot of. As did I've both heard a lot of, of you places because that don't have a middle school. We all went to middle school together. Seven, eight, nine. I went yeah, to middle school. Elementary school was broken up into stage one, stage two, and stage three, and stage four, and then those all had two grades within them. But 
Middle school was middle school. Fucking out there. Oh, and each one had a different Buckminster Fuller geodesic dome, you pieces of shit. <laughs> no, that was only, that was only stage two. One dome. It was only stage two was in the domes. Where was, where stage, was stage three in, in like plastic cells? Stage three was, was in four. Yeah, no, no, no. Steven's right. When was you hit stage, stage three, they put you in the Magneto cell. And stage, yeah, have to stage escape. four underground. Stage three like, and four were just in kind of like, temple. They were just kind of in like oh, a okay. series of buildings that were spread around the campus. After I graduated that level, they eventually built like an all-purpose stage building. Four, stage four is on the astral plane. <laughs> they eventually, they eventually just built like a singular building that most stage three and four stuff was in. Uh, but when I but I had to like, it was almost like a college campus when I was that age to like get to class. Like you had to walk a fair amount outside to get from one one place to another. And of course the and of, and of course the Ian's favorite class I took fire was outside <laughs> in the like woods. <laughs> I have to start adding that addendum every time you're like. <laughs> I wish I could have played dodgeball in school. Seems fun. I mean, like, yeah, sorry, you were too busy studying you took fire. A class called fire. Yeah, you just like go make a campfire and cook stuff. I think you could make a really great improv show themed around Travis's school. Of ju- it's just dude, like a Del Close marathon sort of thing. Dude, dude, Ian. There was a guy named Mojito who was who had a weirder I'm sorry, school I'm sorry, ex- I'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry I'm, this is mojito? the most important question i'm about to, i'm about to ask you no i've not mojito have you mojito. seen no shut up have you seen the boy in the heron no mojito <laughs> sure um this is the main character uh, he went to uh, a school that was much weirder than Travis's, and I and I I've lost. It's it's like that. It's I've lost. I've had uh, like retrograde amnesia or like recency bias or whatever it is about Those all very the stories. Be- <laughs> I know um, because whatever the, the the best one sticks out so far in my head that I can't remember any of the other ones. But he had a weirder upbringing than Travis did. The the best one, and it's probably good that I don't have multiple stories to tell on here. That is. When he was in high school, one of the things they did was they they basically, as like a training for you in this Colorado school for, I don't know, insane people, they naked <laughs> and afraid of you uh, in, they in the woods. <laughs> they, naked they naked and, and afraid of you. <laughs> In the woods, they'd put you out in the woods with nothing and would be like, all right, let's see how long you can last. And like, you know, if you got sick, there were like, you know, there's a place you could go to give up. But like, what? This is a this is actually this is very normal to me. This is very common. This is a ritual for worshippers of Saluna to leave their child in the woods. Right. uh, And then see and then use the moon to guide them back. You thought I couldn't make it to Baldur's Gate? Sometimes. Sometimes things happen on those. Anyway, uh, yes, we. And anyway, he was on my improv team, so we've done it. Uh, it's uh, if it's you fun went, time. So Travis, yeah, but I'm just Travis, saying. If, if you want to come, if do you want to do you want to come in Armando for us? If you know what that is, I don't know what that is. Is that like a Herald team? No, it, it's it just means you come in monologue and we do scenes based on your mm. monologues. Which are generally think, true stories. I think it works better as a Del Close marathon style thing of like you are in a school and each class is the performance and they're all just like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to the fire class. I don't know what oh, this is. Oh, 
okay. I think that's how you would <laughs> do right. it. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit like Sleep No More. Yeah, that's fun. Alex Mack was a show. <laughs> um, we start out with her. Yeah, being you're right. We like, have to Matt, cut like, all of that out. We have she to starts start out start having uh, what I would describe as an Ian Benson moment, where she is upstairs trying to, as she says, define herself through fashion. I believe there was and a she moment. Keeps trying on different before, hats there's and then going like stupid. That, but. Travis, Travis, what's fun is you don't know there was a moment when Stephen was here, and I had been given a hat, and I put one hat on. And I looked in the mirror and went, mm, no, this other one works better. And I put that hat on and Steven went, wow. And I was like, what? And Steven was just like, I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's trying to do the classic it's first true. day of school thing where she's <laughs> like, am I going to be a hat girl this year? Like, what's my vibe going to be coming into junior if it high? Wasn't, if it wasn't like nine degrees before the wind chill my apartment wasn't drafty i was going to do this whole podcast dressed as alex mack for you guys because that would be <laughs> yeah, so that easy would be, for me that i mean this is the so most hard, i would yeah. say this is the most 90s show we've watched i would venture to say you just, just wear a striped shirt with an oversized flannel over top of it and a backwards hat yeah Bam, you're alex mack and also like you know a stereotypical lesbian in a television program alex totally. mack she's queer baiting in this first episode i don't know what to tell she's you she's definitely <laughs> queer baiting. she's gay 100%. and that's final did you guys see that that one did somebody say that? It was a, th- it was a, a recent Gaylor controversy. <laughs> you know about those? So, like, the Do New York I, Times. Oh. Just ask if yeah, I know I, about Gaylor. Steven, if he knows about Gaylors. I'm sure you <laughs> no, know about Gaylors. Who, but who said Although she's I'm personally gay a Hitler, but um, <laughs> there is. Oh <laughs> which is what they call people who <laughs> think <laughs> that Taylor Swift is straight. That is their term for it, is Hitlers. Um, but no. that is really what it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but I love Taylor Swift. The New York Times. They're insane. The New York Times did a whole opinion or did a whole column about Gaylers and the rumors that people have that Taylor Swift is gay and like that whole community and Taylor Swift's PR team was not really thrilled about that. So they made a statement about it and someone doesn't sound like any other words insane that they do it, but it's really funny (laughs) that they do. But someone, a a Gaylor on Twitter posted how disgusted she was with Taylor Swift's response to that and said, you know, the, and now a phrase that I will never forget, which is, you're gay and that's final. <laughs> All caps. <laughs> Imagine, imagining uh, Alex Mack's parents saying that to her. I'm yeah. going to start saying that to various queer friends of mine all the time oh 100 percent. that's basically 100%. What ha- that's basically like the americans when Paige starts uh getting really christian and they get really mad I, at her for getting into god i was helping well a i was helping an nb friend shop for a suit for an event and at one point was like well that one's good and they were like why and i was like well because because it's really gay <laughs> and they were like they shrugged, and they're like oh you're right actually <laughs> But I like paused and it was just like, well, I don't know if I can say this, but yeah, now I'm just Just very, yeah, very, very, very friendly way. You look like a total gay wad in that. (laughs) Uh, In parentheses, affectionate. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad that now we've added that to our day to day life of just complimentary. (laughs) I always just make brackets with my hands, non pejorative. <laughs> mean spirited when it doesn't work out like I want. Yeah, I've started using stage We're directions before I speak because my tone obviously doesn't vary that much, so people need to know. So you are so just I go, that guy from Black Dynamite. Yes, exactly. Sarcastically, I'm in charge. <laughs> Show's picture. Uh, um, so Alex so Mac. Alex, it's good that we're so back. Alex Mac. 
Alex Mack uh, has a dad, classic goofball, like dumbass, smart dad, who's oblivious. Good, good, like good, like you know, Chris Parnell ish <laughs> character dad. Um, this is before then, this is before the Pixarification of dads, and then they became yeah. hot, hot idiots. Yes, he's not when hot. he just fucking completely whiffs on putting the glass on the table. <laughs> I was like, was this take the one that they just kept in for some reason? <laughs> Did they see that? It's perfect that targeting for what the gold. audience for the preaching I, audience I, I, because I no one has more character and no one has more contempt for their parents than like a seventh grader. So like having them totally. just have the parents be like dipshits is you know good good writing. Uh, yeah, he's that. Her sister is a genius. Um, uh, She's an AP like, cam cool, or something. Cool genius sister. I thought they were going to hate each other, and I was really like relieved that they were on the same team. Like that just made me feel a bit warmer in this show. Yeah, the hate sink is Jessica Alba, of course. I guess maybe for three episodes, and in the first one, all she does is say some comment about trolls and has one line. Uh, and we all go, was that Jessica Alba? <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing, though. Yeah, we, that was a thing, though, making fun of people for things they used to like, like, five years ago when you're in, like, middle school or high school. Being like, like remember two when years you were ago. defined by this thing that you liked? And you're like, but I'm not that anymore. Yeah. Did you have one of those, Travis? Uh, I'm not yeah, sure that I did. It's more box. like, yeah, I think of it more like the phase when you're, like, growing up out of cartoons and then later in college we were like cartoons are good now it's the metallica or, art or just or being like you the, and that one's described oh yeah <laughs> where you're like metallica is the greatest thing ever and then you're older and you're like i've discovered things that are less famous than metallica that are better metallica actually lame as hell and then you're 30 and you're like oh yeah throw master puppets on <laughs> or my big fear is that i'm going to get really into pantera or something in the next couple of years and then i'll have to like i don't know become a whole new person We'll have to have an intervention. Yeah. Uh, Steven, I have a question. Nope. Okay. (laughs) So, The Secret Life of Alex Mack. Uh, (laughs) So, she has a bad day at school, which you barely see. Except she goes to math class and she gets called on about the quadratic formula, but we don't actually see her respond to it. Also, she's so late. Did she get... How did this happen? Yeah, the bell's ringing when when they're still walking. She like rushes in, takes a seat. It's not like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm so sorry. She just shows up. There's no like, who are you? It looks like she's not supposed to be there. It looks like she, or yeah. it's like she's a tr- like it's like a transfer student or something like that. And you're like, oh wow, first yeah, day. Yeah, well that's yeah. Th- that was something that that was something that the person I was watching it with asked was like, did she move? But she has um, a best friend there already, like she, so yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, she didn't. And uh, the one girl knows her from the past. Yeah. No, she didn't move. Uh, but it, she's just late. I also was able to correctly identify that the thing that she ripped up on the floor was her class schedule, which I think at the time was super clear to anyone who lived in America in the 90s. But I was like, what is that piece of paper? And I was like, oh, it's probably her class schedule. She, and then later, yeah. it's confirmed that it is her class schedule. I thought they're a little young for the quadratic formula, honestly. Uh, no. I learning that in like ninth grade. We were in that. Oh, no. We uh, did do, you mean stage, do you mean stage... Four part one, stage no, two. It was just ninth grade at that point. <laughs> I, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, fucking way to abandon that shit. I told you already. <laughs> stage four, first year would be fourth grade at a normal place. Please. 
at that point, they were all studying in temples uh, <laughs> that floated in the sky. Um, <laughs> their air nomads. Travis did all of that, grade. and then he just was like, "Oh well." And then you just go to middle school. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you have these beautiful years, this Miyazaki-esque childhood <laughs> of wonder and delight, and then you just go to middle school. And they cram the middle school like, high school in one dodgeball. building. That's kind of weird. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, she has a bad day at school that we barely see, and then on her way out, uh, we get the worst ADR of all time um, when they're like, there's like kids on the basketball court, and like her and her friend Raymond right are like way Jessica far Alba. away. And we just hear them talking clearly when we see, I think you can even tell their like lips aren't moving basically from, from yeah, the distance. They don't um, appear to be speaking. It's an interesting choice when people do that. I, it's like, I, it's not even like they had a bad take and then they dubbed over it. That's like, can seems you not, like the original I know plan. Matt's not here, but can you not just like clip a mic to someone if they're that far away? You can, but there's all sorts of reasons why you might've done this. The audio itself might've been bad. Might've and they didn't realize bad. it until later. You're filming outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be any number of things, and then just like fuck it, we'll just do it later. Like, there's there's all sorts of variables that cannot be controlled in this yeah. thing. And, then and the thing is, like, when you're when you're doing this type of show, especially in the '90s, and all of your money is spent on CGI, you just don't have that much time to go and redo takes. And you're not like, oh no, some thirty some thirty one year olds are gonna catch this for their podcast, a concept that we all have at this you're time in 1994. Alba. Much later. <laughs> You're, they are not paying for Jessica Alba. Yes, this is her first role, I believe. <laughs> you are they're not paying, you are Jessica, not paying for hey, really Yeah, they're anyone. paying Jessica Alba's parents for Jessica Alba, and probably not that much. Is she an Epo baby Olenek. or something? Jessica Alba? Yeah. Uh, no. Her father was in the Air Force. Mm. So, I'm going to say no on that one. Yeah, she got her mom to take it's her to an acting competition in Beverly Hills in 1992. Um... Larissa uh, uh, Olenek, we need to get you a better uh, Wikipedia page. We owe you this. Also, like, fuck your, your dad for ruining the Cavs' playoff chances. In <laughs> she's older than Kelly Olenek, was it? That's <laughs> probably she true. was a child actor in nineteen ninety four. Maybe her brother. Maybe her brother. It's not spelled the she same. She has no relation to Kelly Olenek. I already checked. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's not even spelled the same way. Dad, I know. I know. I just wanted to make a joke. God damn. She is 10 years older than him. <laughs> but she was a child and he played in the NBA. This doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> is she still not is she not still a child? <laughs> How does this work? Uh, uh she was in the off-Broadway musical comedy Bag Daddy. That has been on Shutdown Fullcast, and the which oh, one and of the these is, is not a real musical? Yeah, Bag Daddy <laughs> has been on there. Cool, one hundred percent sure. Yeah, Bag Daddy, uh, or Who's Your Bag Daddy, or How I Started the the Iraq War. Sick. Okay, why not? We just have to be edgy off Broadway. He created really push he, the envelope off Broadway. It was created by Charlie Fink, really a go- former Disney executive who is credited for pitching the story Bambi in Africa, which then became the Lion King, which feels <laughs> extremely <laughs> the fucking Don Draper standing in front of the bitch meme. And it just says Bambi in Africa. <laughs> How did I not know that Lion King, there's some guy, there's one dude's like, I got an idea. Bambi, but it's Africa. 
famously, famously, the plot of uh, the Lion King cribbed everything from Bambi. Everybody's like, oh, like you, when you're young, and you're like, oh, the Lion King. What an interesting plot. And everybody's like, it's just the plot of Bambi. <laughs> Shakespeare's Bambi. Hamby. It's just Hamby, guys. I just can't get over the idea of just being like, hey, guys, I got a great idea. Anyway, she goes in the road, and a tr- oh, and also we've seen this truck at the chemical plant. We've seen Vince Carter himself, uh, <laughs> like, berate this dopey-ass driver and is like, get these chemicals from here to there. No stops. Take only back roads. Like, do you understand? And he's like, which part? His name is uh, Dave Watt. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's father just, that's of, father of the Watt J- family J- of uh, football players. <laughs> yeah, JJ's dad. Uh, it just it does what Dave is often forced to serve as partner to Vince Carter, and I'm like, what do you mean forced? I would love to be <laughs> partnered with Vince Sanity. Are you kidding me? Believe, yeah, it was the nineties. Dave, I can believe Dave Watt was in the finale too. I can believe the driver made it through the entire. He like does series. a bar- yeah. We saw him in a fake mustache infiltrating. He, stuff. he fucking Gene Parmesan that one. Yeah. He's like sympathetic, um, but yeah, he's driving a bunch of chemicals and swerves to Miss Alex, and a bunch of them spill out and hit a fire hydrant, which then sprays the chemical all over her. You know, weird version of the Daredevil origin story. Um, it's almost exactly the Daredevil origin story. Yeah, it just got all over her body it's also instead of kind in her of eyes. The Joker origin story, in a well, way. the Joker falls into on, the pit yeah. of, of chemicals. I know. Literally, literally, Daredevil is a chemical truck spills on him. Yeah, <laughs> like, all right. But only the, in his the, eyes. The, the thing is, when we when they first started making all these superheroes, they didn't know anything, so they're like, I don't know, these chemicals, chemicals. Yeah, perfect. All in reality, all they do is give you cancer. Isn't Daredevil but, um, also? Doesn't he not really have powers? That's just like the thing they came up with to blind him, but everything else is training. Well. Uh, it gets changed, and eventually those are like weird chemicals, and that's why he can like. They put it so that his 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 uh, uh, senses get so much better that he can see even better than everyone else, even though he's technically blind. But like you know, he sees everything regardless of that, and um, he's a cool guy. He's my friend. He has a law degree, and he helps me out sometimes. Are you excited for the new? No. The okay. <laughs> Ian, do you want to ask me that question from earlier? No. I'm ready now. Okay. I don't I'm even remember I'm in a mental was. space to receive questioning I know, I know. now. <laughs> uh, I truly, I don't remember what the bit was before, and it's just gone. <laughs> no, I didn't expect you to. I would have been so impressed if you did, though. Uh, anyway, yeah, she, she goes home. She talks to her sister. She's glowing. She's glowing. She's zapping. Uh, she turns on a big saw blade. Her sister comes in. She summons. She's like, she summons a bag of potato chips that definitely are not on uh, on wires. Um. No, they're certainly not. No more than no more than uh, <laughs> Charlie and his grandfather are on wires in the bubbly scene in the original Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and then her sister comes in. She tells her the story. Her sister says, you're too stupid to make that up. Um, <laughs> Got her ass. Kind. <laughs> um, and, there, was, uh, uh, then she- there was a moment where I was like, why, where I was just watching the show. And she said that. And I was like, I'm sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> like, damn. Fucking bodied by your sister. 
Well, that's why I thought they were not going to be on the same team because she's kind of mean to her. She's yeah. like, she's like, you're too stupid to miss class. You're too stu- like, you can't miss any classes because you need to not fail. Oh, and in the beginning, she's like, mom and dad will be happy if you just. She's like, I'm not going to be smart like my sister. She's like, mom and dad will be happy if you just pass. She's like, quick, cut that out. But she's apparently just telling the truth. I, anyway, I then she of glo- course, read all of this as being deeply envious because the, she thinks of the practical applications of which she would use the power while uh, her sister mostly just vibes around town. Yeah, this generally is the start of a, a story where the older sister will eventually gain similar powers and become a supervillain. Yeah, but it doesn't go that way. Uh, instead, um, she helps her by being like, hey, if they catch you, they're going to cut you up. Um, them being Ian. Uh, I and then just want to understand the science. All I would do is remove a finger. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all they want too, Ian. That's all they want too. They just want to understand the science. I would also... Uh, see, the thing is, is that I would, much like Ultimate uh, Green Goblin, be like, all right, time to take this stuff myself. I saw what it did for her. I'm going to make an even stronger one. And that's how I then become like a horrifying monster. Mm. Oh, yeah. That was a really uncomfortable sigh from you, Stephen. After I <laughs> said horrible monster. He's just monster. thinking about Ultimate Green Goblin. You, just love, he's... <laughs> you, say, you say something along the lines of like, true power. And it's like the last thing you say in English before you can just be like, back before to comes like yellow. The ultimate one is like Hulk, but with fireballs, right? Or something like that. Yeah, basically. Okay. He also anyway, hallucinates she... the whole time. He's, he is he is tripping balls when he is in <laughs> goblin form. They, they show that at one point where like everyone looks like goblins to him, and there are like little visions around that tell him to kill people. It's a wild time. I don't so... remember how to do most math, but I can tell you all of these things. Hey brains are made differently uh, i was just Alex trying to Mack remember the quadratic formula because that's like the one math mnemonic device that i've never forgotten did you do it to pop goes the weasel no we did it to the notre dame fight song what you have to do what? that now you have to do it uh, you have to do x that equals now. negative b plus or minus square root quantity b squared minus 4ac and all that divided by 2 a i'll never forget it <laughs> Absolutely never leaving my head. <laughs> How did we not know that, this, Travis? Have I, I not talked to you about that you before? Even, in, you were neither in Indiana nor at a Catholic school. No. Like, this is not... I don't know where my math teacher got it from. Okay, I don't know now, who hold on. taught her I wanna, that. I want a 180 on this. I want to attack Stephen. Stephen, this does feel like the type of thing that you would realize one day with, like, a different... You'd be like, hey, did, I just realized that I can sing, you know, this thing to remember to, you know, whatever fight song. We did no, have a I Michigan. Think it's weird we did have a Michigan fight song. I don't think we Travis a, is yeah. weird. We did have a Michigan fight song mnemonic for French um, verb conjugation, but I don't remember that as well. I know it's like J to la nous avons Yeah, it's like that whole thing. That teacher. That teacher went. That teacher went to U of M though. I would love if actually we learned that all of Travis's knowledge is based in his fight songs. What if I just like if I just like knew all the like taxonomic groups and it was to Rocky Top or some shit? That would be one of those things. I, I was I was uh, I was watching a conversation with some friends where I could see that they were clearly missing the puzzle piece to unlock something, and this would be one of those moments where suddenly, like, it would be the end of the end of the uh, of 
usual suspects like learning that Travis knows all this I'm like dropping the coffee cup as I realize this is the entirety of his personality just got his fight songs hydrogen helium lithium beryllium boron carbon nitrogen oxygen fluoron neon sodium magnesium aluminum and of silicon phosphorus <laughs> I, I, you can, I don't know. Is that working for oh, you? No, that now, works. Do you that know the great. periodic table now, Travis? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hear it one time and you remember. Oh my God, Travis! <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like quasi like. Oh, have I never told you guys that before, Travis? <laughs> wow I, it's amazing that we've done like over 100 episodes of this and sometimes these nuggets come out i've known <laughs> like, travis oh. i have known travis for nearly like 14 years no you haven't at least you should have heard that at some, there some are point still along new the line. things no stop stop dismissing it it's a beautiful moment that there are still things we can learn about each other and it's all because of Alex Mack. This is the secret world within ourselves, brought light by the wow. secret world of Alex Mack. Wow. Anyway, so she hides from her dad in the plumbing. <laughs> and she's like, wow. She makes like an R2-D2 <laughs> noise as she flies through the plumbing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... yeah. yeah, she's, she's R2 and she got shot by <laughs> Which admittedly, if I could turn into liquid and fly through the plumbing, <laughs> I would also probably be going like wild. Loki, no, if you could turn liquid to go through the plumbing, you'd go, you'd go, wahoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd have to. <laughs> Let's go! Just swinging around there going, dun 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 Showing up only, like, fuck public transportation. I know, friendship ended with bus. sewer. Showing up to my friend's house, like, coming out of their sink. I love the idea that I love the idea that it actually takes longer. <laughs> you can't go very fast. <laughs> but you're just like, no, but I can take the sewer, guys. <laughs> like, Ian, you're Less 25 gross. minutes late. <laughs> you could have walked here in that time. But uh, then I wouldn't have had the jump scare of coming out of the sink. <laughs> I just go into bit. the sewer next to the house. Having one of those times where you show up and you realize you didn't focus well enough, so you didn't actually bring your clothes, and now you're like, oh, no! And then you have to go oh, back. No. Oh, no. I can't <laughs> believe they pulled the, she can't transform her clothes, and then immediately were like, maybe if you focus really hard, you can. This is a children's show. Just and then have she her always have the clothes. Yeah. Yeah, you could have easily just done it the first time. Um, I guess they wanted the, like, children being like, ah, she's the first time because they wanted they wanted the adults to be like well the the, yeah the t-1000 can take clothes so she should be able to as well let's not get into that (laughs) yeah i guess she's not made of a polysynth what is it synthetic multi-alloy stop Uh, this is why i remember and you have to say an austrian accent so are we 100 percent sure she's not made of a polysynthetic alloy or whatever that word is can she make blades and stabbing weapons I would have Maybe. to imagine she, she can selectively uh, uh, transform herself and also then use that ability to uh, reshape herself in a variety of ways. I really think the problem that Alex Mack is experiencing, and of course this makes sense, she is just a child, is that she is not understanding the full range of her powers. But under my tutelage, under my guidance... <laughs> I can make her into a killing we, machine. <laughs> we can unlock... Levels here, here to previously unknown with the human mind and body. 
Yeah, Ian, you, sh- you should have been her sensei. Anyway, this I'm is... I'm really, this is like, like, stumbling into a bit this episode, and I haven't figured out <laughs> where it's going yet. But, much like Alex Mack, who doesn't know where she's going with her abilities, we will find out, and it will lead in humanity to a bright new day, or perhaps the end, which is, again, how I choose to read the ending. Yeah. Pretty unclear. Anyway, Vince Carter shows up uh, to try and... You know, make sure all the kids put the hand in the gomji bar, and then uh, so he gets her, her older sister to do it, and then her dad goes into the room and grabs her. I feel like she should have just stayed liquid because she was supposed to be at the school. Like she could have just not, you know. Yeah, just... I guess though they were like, "Well, we're gonna have to get confronted anyways. Might as well do it now." Sure. Anyway, and then she zaps. She's when she's about to put her hand in, she zaps it so that it breaks. And the clumsy guy's like, "Oh, I've got another one in there." And then she she undoes the handbrake on the truck, which is apparently manual. Um, and uh, which who, who knows? Maybe that they are that way. And then my my favorite part of these two episodes is when they're running back towards the truck, and for whatever reason, Vince Carter body checks the driver on the way back just for because he knows how he knows just he's gonna fuck it up further because they're goons. Like they <laughs> still have absolutely like shoves him into the grass. <laughs> he's like that idiot. If I let him get close, it's gonna be over. Uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna get it. I do I do just. It's so perfectly stupid the moment when she like telekinetically breaks the one and then he's like, ah, it's okay, we have another one in the car. It's like why? <laughs> why bother? Why not? This is a television in case program. It breaks. In case it breaks. <laughs> why would I thought they? she was no, gonna this is on the I thought she was gonna goop her hand into a, a slightly unrecognizable I print or also something. thought that would have been the she smart was going to change. she's a, just learning the powers and in middle school and whatever. I think I think they just I thought about that too, Ian, as far as why the writer did it, and I was like, I guess they want the gag of the car going like flying. It's because they want the gag. I guess yeah. that was. Then I, yeah. Just do the gag. I just was like, I was like, you guys overcomplicated this one. I'm sorry, you could cut some of this. I don't need. I don't need. Oh, we haven't talked about her best friend at all. I guess he's not really that relevant to the plot in this one. He is very much relevant to the plot in the finale. The most relevant thing that happens is in between this. Yeah, he's there in that, and then when he appears in the second episode, I'm like, my god, my guy is now point guard size after the previous episode. (laughs) Like, I mean, obviously they both aged a lot because they went from 13 to 17. Yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> the the difference. It'd be <laughs> great if he were, had like, like a totally like bassy voice or something too. But yeah, he started out sounding like Casey Affleck, and then by and then in the last episode, <laughs> he sounds like Keith uh. David somehow. <laughs> I guess this is where I can bring up. We finished Lost recently, and one of the funnier like plot changes that happened had to happen on Lost was when they were like Walt is going to have like crazy powers, and then they were like the time. The uh, timeline of the show doesn't move very fast, and now he uh, is 15, and it's very different. And so the couple times he appears, like when he appears to Vision, they Hurley's just like, I saw Walt, but bigger. <laughs> and like, and that's it. It Never is seen again. hilarious. It's always, this isn't the first time it's happened. It will continue to yeah. happen. The hubris of being like, we're going to tell the show this timeline thing, and then realizing, oh my god, children grow There's so much faster <laughs> than adults. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. like that's what fucking Stranger stank- Things final season coming this year. <laughs> How dare you remind me of that? 
I ran a I ran a tabletop RPG for Ian and some friends, and uh, I created a character and named him like Finn Wolfsbane or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like not like just not even thinking about it. And then everybody was like the Stranger Kids, the, the Stranger Things kid, and I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. You said that, no. and I was like, I'm right, Finn Wolfhard, and you just went. No, but there is no more <laughs> universal experience in any tabletop thing than spending time thinking of a character, saying the name, and then having everyone immediately dismiss it. <laughs> well, that's why that's why you should have to present your kids' names to your friends, like immediate, like being like, "We're thinking about naming him this." All right, make fun Try of to him. Get a make reaction. fun of him. Yeah, <laughs> give me give, give me, me all the me, nicknames that the you could easy... have in the playground. And yeah, you know, <laughs> or you um, just decide to power through. As some people we know have. Who knows anybody who would do that? Uh, that's the whole first episode. Bit. Well, and then she uh, fucks with the electricity of the entire city. Yeah, on accident. How it grows. And yeah, and the evil executive of the chemical company sits in the back of the car and is like, enjoy your night. You won't have many more. Except she had at least four more years of nights. So... You know, I know, and and then she lives at the end. But you know, villains villains tend to be wrong uh, traditionally in these types of shows. Ian. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. All right, would you guys watch you more something? of the Secret I'll World? Tell you something about Mac. a protagonist. No, I but exactly I will read of more Alex of Mac this. I, to see. I will read more of the Wikipedia page and maybe the TV tropes page and find out the lore and other. Did anyone else ever get powers? These are uh, questions I have to ask. Like, no. I mean, GC one sixty one. Like it would be easy enough to get the powers, just pour on somebody. Do you think that if you are exposed to it, you get the same powers or different powers? Do you think the powers reflect the, the, the again? Individual? I need to know more about that tarantula. If it was just glowing, or did it have <laughs> electrokinesis or something, or did it have all those things and it just didn't know that it could do that? Um, like someone's got to scare I mean, the tarantula or something and cause it to. Goop. My my gut tells me that everybody gets the same powers, and my heart tells me that it depends on your personality. Yeah, if it, is it like Compound V, or is it more universal? So, the finale, Paradise Regained. What an insanely I, I, hyped title. I laughed title. so hard. I laughed so hard at that title. It's like, <laughs> what, what could possibly happen in this episode? The previous episode. The Fallen Angel. <laughs> the previous episode was Paradise was Lost. Co- Mm-hmm. I I assumed as much. I didn't even look it up. I was like, it simply must. What be if it was tabular Paradise Lost? <laughs> <laughs> Paradise is, is there regained. One? That's my Paradise favorite regained. Final Fantasy spinoff game. <laughs> I, oh my god, Final Fantasy Seven Three Paradise Regained. No, it's Final <laughs> Fantasy Strangers of Paradise Two Paradise Regained. It works because Paradise check Valley. It out. Um. After being found out by Paradise Valley Chemical, uh, she got gooped up into a hand vac and dumped in a lab. And now the evil villains want to... I had trouble following what was going on in this episode. I admittedly did not pay as much attention this time as did for the first one. Wow. Uh, well, the other thing is, way less it's actually It's not like happens. you had a months-long break to <laughs> you know refresh well, your but the focus thing is, here, for the podcast, the thing about this episode. Travis. She gets, z- she gets sucked up. Uh, uh-huh. Vacuum drive, <laughs> vacuum sucked uh-huh. me up. Um, uh-huh. 
She, yeah, she she winds up in the prompt of like a really great Quora question of like, you know, I've been sucked up by a vacuum. Uh, she is put in there. Her loudmouth friend runs around and tells everyone. He had a stupid hat, right? Yeah, I don't know what impact that really has. His only trait, his only trait in his first. Oh, right, this wasn't. This was the he's other the, friend. He's the reason that that she got found out. I think is because he. Yeah, 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 they were torturing him. We get it. We really get a really good montage where he goes like they it silently tells all these people in the park that she got kidnapped, and then they, this kid like kicks him in the shin. And <laughs> that like, was all awesome. People don't care. And I was like, this is great. I love this montage. <laughs> I was like, "What on earth? Are th- what on earth is all of this?" But yeah, and then like sh- her friend shows up to save her. She breaks her family out, then goes back to break him out. Like it is weirdly like paced in the sense of like you know those are all of those actions, and they show each one for only a little bit of time. Like I truly, what was the point of him doing that montage? Was it how did it save the day or help people? Do the cops show up to help? They made people aware that the evil company's doing evil stuff. I don't remember how and why they got her parents there and like into the lab. Well, they they were they were uh, detained by the uh, you know the the. Why did they arrest security. the parents and bring them in? They didn't arrest to them. watch. Th- okay, why did they bring them in to be like, here's your daughter in a tank, watch her be tortured? Because because uh, they were evil, ends. Travis. They were loose ends. They were trying to kill yeah. all of that family. Because she, she they were about to flood the market with a drug using the stuff on it that will have wide-reaching impacts on humanity the likes of which i don't really understand so the one guy goes to be a whistleblower the driver um dave goes to be a whistleblower and a fake mustache looking like a reservation dogs extra uh and uh they they her plan the the uh what's her name what is the head of the company danielle atron terrible name uh, Danielle, Atron, thing... so, Atron sounds like the nickname for a professional athlete. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> or like Natron means, but took the N off. Or she is Danielatron. So yeah, the uh, Deltron, uh, Dantron <laughs> over here. Thirty thirty. Uh, her plan is literally She's to just battle rap at her. Get like a billion dollars in a Swiss bank account from selling. Wait, this. hold on, Daniela the Automator. <laughs> <laughs> you, I was right. To, you were right to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. She's going to unleash uh, a virus. Um, yeah, what, what would the consequences of this drug flooding the market be? What if every American had electrokinesis? I guess we'd have renewable energy forever. Would we even? But if they also were all telekinetic, it'd be rather it a problem. It seems actually or, or good every, in some If ways. it was just electrokinesis, like, well, like there'd be a lot of. I think I think there would be some war at the beginning, especially because I imagine if it was this just was going, America had it. Yeah, just America. I think there might be a little bit of war about this drug. So yeah, maybe maybe net bad. You guys yeah, we send a bunch of gooping electrokinetic soldiers to um, to our enemies. It's, yeah, it's this enhanced weight loss drinks uh, to the market. Uh, I guess it'll probably poison people. You guys aren't going to believe who directed multiple episodes of this television program. I was thinking David Lynch, Mick but that G. can't be right because it's Lynch Productions, but it's not David Lynch. Sean Levy. Who's that? Who's that? The fucking primary producer, longtime director, and key figure in motherfucking Stranger Goddamn Things. 
Oh. I just know the Duffer Brothers. Okay. I don't remember which guy this is. He's the guy. He did those. He uh, fucking he's did Free Guy and Deadpool 3. Mm. I was like, I've heard his name before. Night at the Museum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's sure, just yeah. Totally. Big Fat Liar. All right. Yeah, that has the same vibe as this. He produced Arrival. That's cool. <laughs> That's actually really cool. That's everything else is a no. You know what was the best moment of the show that we haven't talked about? Uh, is when... Um, what's the boy? What's his name? Raymond? Raymond. When Ray is walking home uh, and he sees the accident and he's just playing his saxophone and spinning as he walks... <laughs> Dude, there were actually a bunch of cool Ray moments in the first episode we didn't talk about. There was a moment where he was, she was like, where Alex was like, you got to go figure some stuff out. Please let me know. And he immediately finds them, immediately climbs under their van, yeah. immediately hears them talking about how they're going to kidnap her, and then goes right back and is like, hey, you know that thing you told me to find out? I found it out straight away. I, I you told me right to do now. this to get out of your hair, but I'm actually back with relevant, important information. At some point yep. in this episode, Here he winds up in like a chamber and above his head, it says Satan. Did you guys catch that? <laughs> no. No. There was like no, what? text on, like it was like something like engraved into like a thing on the wall behind him. And it was a longer word than this. But the way the camera cropped it, it just said Satan above his head as he was like stuck in the, in the uh, thing. Subliminal messaging. Yeah. Anyway, you were about to ask, did we ever think about something? Is that gone? Oh, you that's gone. It? <laughs> the spinning, not the, not the spinning saxophone part. Is that not what? Maybe you're that's about? just where you. Maybe you just yeah. No, your oh, what I was supposed to. Yeah, I was going to ask. Did you ever think about? Oh no, did you ever think about the fact that this house was huge yet the girls slept in the same bedroom? What are the parents doing with all their other rooms? It's a that's a big house to have two kids Science only and they're sleeping in the same bedroom. Yeah, I guess so. He's just got, got all all flasks space. everywhere. He's dude. That guy's got so many flasks. Did you see his setup? He's got like twenty flasks at least at all times. Different colored chemicals. Oh, he. Uh, um, yeah, Ray, Raymond Ray rocks when he's just like playing the saxophone, walking the street. Fucking Lisa Simpson over here. Uh, forgot to yeah, forgot to mention that one because it has Lisa nothing Simpson to vibes. do other than add vibe, so it's perfect. And the only trait they really give him at the beginning is that he's hungry. Like, he just spends the entire, like, she's like, I don't want to eat. Some kids, that is their main personality. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Dude, I know some adults who that is their main personality trait. (laughs) Yeah, it's hungry. (laughs) Just, that's their primary vibe. I do. That was was my my ex-girlfriend of four years uh, main personality trait. Deadass, the exact person I was thinking of. (laughs) (laughs) When Stephen said that. And uh, there are a few things more jarring than when someone interacts with that person and then hears them say, Hungy! And then it's like, what is going on? And it's like, oh yeah, that's her personality. Uh, Anyway, the finale. Vince Carter, Uh, no longer here. Vince, Vince Carter's no longer here, only Dave. And and Daniela the automator. Okay, here. I can um, answer a question I had earlier, where when you consume GC one sixty one, do you get the exact same powers? You get similar powers because that happened to Oscar. Oscar? This is me checking something on the on the. I'm Oscar Okay. Okay. Oscar, what do you who do you think Oscar was? Just give me a random guess. Because as you know, we know everything. That's as you know. As you know. It's a good name for a dog. Okay. But I'm guessing this was a person. So you just that's all you got? Just a person? 
Mm, no, I'm gonna go with dog. Fuck it. Okay. Steven? Oscar Oscar is I'm just guessing who this is in the plot. Yeah. Okay. Um Oscar is her long lost brother that her parents hid from her. Oscar was a chimpanzee that Dave bought mm. Vince as a Christmas <laughs> gift that then consumes a glass of I did uh, G C one sixty one characters and, included uh, a chimp or current yeah. cast included a chimp actor but then I forgot yeah about gets that. Uh, yeah. Uh, animal actor name unknown uh, but gained similar powers to Alex uh, and I saw that and I was like well my question's been answered um, and uh, there you go also later there was a character uh, named Lars Fredrickson the guitarist from Rancid yes. Uh, he's named after, <laughs> presumably. No, that is in those notes. Wait, he is. Named, yeah, yeah, named after the guitarist. So That's all I wanted to bring up was that when Drunken Travis had it locked and loaded. Yeah, he's uh, he's the replacement Vince. They replaced Vince Carter with Lars <laughs> Fredrickson. And were you the writer, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> was this your program? Is that why we are covering it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, we missed we missed the inter- interlude where the villain was named Calvin Johnson. <laughs> so they they've been broken out. She turns her whole family to liquid, and they go away. What do you think it feels like when that's liquid? what that was one of my only notes? Well, yeah, what does it feel like to be gooped? What's it like in there? Is her natural state gooped or ungooped? You think natural? Do you mean does yeah. she have to? Un-gooped. I think ungooped because it seems like she has to put in energy to goop. Yeah, it seems like she has to work to goop. Yeah. But she could be gooping so often that she's like... Doesn't this... You know, I'm most... (laughs) My main identity is as a a goop. Like Venom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, doesn't that happen to a senator in the first X-Men movie? Yes. Um, Yes, he he gets turned into liquid. In one of the scariest things I I saw as a child. (laughs) Yeah, I think that freaked me out too. He never figured out how to ungoop, right? No, he dies. Okay, so he, he melts dies. So he melts. No, he okay. dies. They like try to give him like they they do the thing where they're like they try to give him mutant powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Magneto oh, does that, and he like and he gets gooped. gooped and he dies. And then late, but they the, but then uh, Mystique impersonates him for a long time uh, uh, in that world. So that was also the peak era. That's the peak era of freezing stuff with liquid nitrogen and then breaking it, which was the scariest thing to me. That is a like thing that happens. Like getting the demolition in, yeah. man ending and stuff. Like, I think of um, uh, Goldeneye, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so. But if you froze her and then broke her, would she melt and then could she reconstitute herself? Can she die? Is she immortal? What do you think? Well, we'll have to do some experiments to find out. There we go, Travis. I'm glad to have you on this team. Let's shoot, let's hands. shoot her with a gun and see if it's like uh like again the T one thousand if it just turns into like holes that close up. And anything is possible. The mom doesn't add much to this show, but no, Dad she's is nothing. ready to create an antidote because apparently he's had the ability all along. And but he didn't know that his son, his daughter, he didn't know that his daughter had had powers or exposure. So that's why he didn't announce it. And so, uh, it, it, as as the villain monologues at one point, Danielle, she explains to Alex that, oh man, it was the last day she was ever going to care about her. Because once that, once she sold all of those weight loss drinks, 
she was just going to get that Swiss bank account and be out of the country. It seems like she could just leave her anyway. Like, what is she afraid of? The whistleblowing? Like, who's going to listen to this kid? Uh, I mean, I think people would listen to Alex if she can demonstrate that she gained chemical powers. Sure. Sure. Uh, sure. Deep fake. Thank you very much. She would do it in front of me and everyone would not believe it anymore. That's the beauty of the world we live in. Yeah. She'd be a part of the deep state then if she if people did believe she could. They'd be talking about the, the goop-based assassins that they send after you. Which, admittedly, the United States military would create were they given access to this. Yeah, if a bunch of people the, had the ability the to turn into goop, known. that would be really terrible for people who are uh, paranoid schizophrenics that think people like live in their walls because that could actually just happen. Yeah. Also, it would just be terrible for people in general uh, because of this. It's really remarkable that she's like that. Uh, Danielle's like, I'm going to make a weight loss drug, motherfucker. The military applications for this thing, you a <laughs> billion dollars. You know what's cooler than a billion dollars? Sixty-five billion dollars or whatever. Trillion. Nah, man, it made Ozempic, but goopy. Goozempic. Goose-based. Goose-based assassin. The long forgotten Wu Tang Clan member. <laughs> yeah, the Goop. Uh, <laughs> that's list, no, that's not the member's official name. That's just listed on one of those Wikipedia one of things where they have all the names. Yeah. Also known as. Yeah, also known Goop as. Assassin. <laughs> Goop Assassin. What is that one? Now, Tony Starks, that I remember, of course, but Goop Assassin. <laughs> what does that even mean? So there's an antidote that she's given, and then she doesn't take it because she did sky damage. What was I, I again had trouble following what the end here was? I, 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 she I shot a she hole in the decided, sky. I think she just decided not to take it. Yeah, but first she, she like sent a shockwave like, throughout the, the like well, she created a barrier just, like, around parted herself. The clouds. <laughs> it's yeah. ambiguous. It's like it be a god. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she yeah she shot the gun. And was like, I'm not gonna give up the power to be a god. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's ambiguous. Uh, yeah, she could take it right after. They could doing reboot the show be, now, like, and she could be action. like a despot that rules over America with an iron fist, <laughs> a goopy fist, actually. Um, <laughs> a, merc- a mercury fist. I yeah. So the end. It's ambiguous. Uh, you know, she uses the powers. She keeps the powers. She doesn't keep the powers. She becomes a despot. Anything is possible. She could destroy the world. Again, that first shot that she does there at the sky could be the starting of the destruction. And then she like smirks after. It was classic like evil character intro stuff. Yeah, it was very evil. She starts down a path of darkness. And I think that's a much more interesting thing to pick up. I do appreciate the thing that was best in this episode was her parents critiquing her judgment and her sister's judgment of being yeah, like for not telling them why like, would did you would, why did you think that you are children we could have done all these things and they're just like oh i guess we didn't think of that and it's like yeah you're children your job is not to solve these things you are children you have to you have to bring these things to us which is an interesting you know version of Seeing like the classic, like if someone, if I tell someone about my secret identity, they're at risk. And then that person being like, you dumb idiot. Yeah. You are 12 years. I mean, she is, yeah, 12 years old, 13 years old. However old. Well, by this point, she's like in, Yeah, the first one, she's yeah. probably about 12, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, when she makes the decision, when she's like, I have to live with this world, she's like 12. 
And uh, I thought that was a fun version of it, you know, even if it is then uh, just a Nick show reinforcing that you can trust your parents. I'd love to. Big Nickelodeon. I'd I'd love to. Big Nick, yeah. Yeah, well, we didn't talk about the fact that they have two security guards that get absolutely, like, tackled tackled at the same time, one in each arm by Ray, and are like, oh, I'm out of commission for a minute. Everybody escaped. They do end up, like, handcuffing him. But um, well, if I was tackled by a child, I'd be like, "You're not paying me enough to deal with this one." Also, something I don't know that I've ever seen before is somebody going in a room and setting a timer on a bomb for ten minutes, and then walking into another room and setting a timer on a bomb for nine minutes. Oh my god, I forgot that Danielle walks away from an explosion in this episode and thinks that it looks cool. Only to be immediately tackled by the kid from the <laughs> beginning who got kicked in the shin by a child. <laughs> and that's no way. And the heli- the helicopter guy, is, he's, she's like, wait for me. And he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> she, he just takes off. <laughs> wait for me. No, I don't. No, no, I do not have to do that. I will not wait for you. Um, yeah, there were, a lot of, there were a lot of moments that made me laugh at this show, which, you know, fair play to Nick Nickelodeon. I, like, who is this show for? I don't know who this Tweens. show is for. Preteens. Yeah, it does feel like yeah. the thing with the live action Nick shows is, yeah, when I was a kid, it's like, this is about old people. Like, not for me. Look, this is 13 year old. I'll never be that age. That's forever from now. And then by the time I was, th- like, I wasn't watching stuff like that when I was that age either. But yeah, there are these when you're 13, you're like, South Park's cooler than this. Yeah. There are these micro generations. The you know, I've described, and I, I think we all are familiar with of just the like. That's where you see the that with like when you're looking back on younger years, as it's like the television programs that I was watching versus what other people who are right around our age were watching. Sort of like, oh, I missed that one because I was two years too young or two years too old for that. Like, yeah, yeah you yeah. only watch. You've got like eleven to thirteen is the prime Alex Mack space. It feels or something like that. You know, no, that's about right. Yeah. And and I imagine that the rest of the series is far less, you know, corporate espionage, high stakes, and much more like her <laughs> yeah. at school getting in trouble and like yeah. having yeah. to hide her powers. I did watch Hundred Good Deeds yeah. for Eddie McDowd, but I was never excited to watch it. But oh, yeah. perfect example of yeah. one of those. The way that I was that's excited the one with the boy I, Yes. Yeah, those you know, uh, but you know, we had. Kenan God, I did and do Kel a lot of watching TV that I was not excited to watch when I was a kid. That was such a thing that you did, and you still yep. do that. But now it's just sports. <laughs> no, not now it's just this podcast. No, no, no. You're like, <laughs> fucking goddamn it! I can't believe this game tonight. Ah. Yeah, well, I'm either actively dreading it or excited for it. There's no like. Like I guess I'll do that. I guess maybe there or shows that you liked at one point, and some people will stick with them, and some people break up with shows more easily. I'm, I'm with a stick with her. Uh, I am more of an abandoner. You can fix her. Uh, That's yeah. I'm with someone who's still watching Grey's Anatomy, but it's like, please end it. Do you have any shows like that, Travis, where you're you're up to date on, and you're like, God, why am I doing this to myself? No, because I eventually will quit them all when they do that. Like. I've done it with shows that were that didn't last that long. Like I did watch the whole third season of Ted Lasso, and it was truly an abysmal experience. Ugh. And I did realize. What so when I was in Michigan, we... I got I did get Bluey Walking killed. Dead. I did see some. Oh, I saw. I is. did. I did see some Bluey when I was in in Detroit, and I realized <laughs> that in the last season of Ted Lasso, you could watch in the same episode, in the same length as an episode of third season Ted Lasso. You can watch 
I believe seven episodes of Bluey, if not more, get more lessons that are less condescending and with better joke writing. <laughs> this, I, is l- is, <laughs> this is a good take. That is, is, I love really that take. Good take. <laughs> the friends of ours who are parents, who I have talked to, are also funny when they when you bring up Bluey because they'll be talking about the terrible kids shows they're watching. Like, that oh, was just an oasis. I'm, yeah. Well, and then it's just, <laughs> it's like, just like Bluey's good. Yeah, but it's the way they talk about Bluey, where they're like, yeah, Bluey's good. Bluey's like actually good. Like you would yeah. like Bluey if you watch Bluey. Like it's the way where they almost have to justify it to me. <laughs> they were like, like, I would like, take a bullet to protect Bluey. I wish <laughs> Coco Melon. I mean, I was... I'm gonna put in a fucking trash compactor. Yeah, Bluey. Yeah, exactly. We need to. <laughs> I only recently learned that Bluey is both a girl. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, Bluey's a girl, and like it was like I was like, okay, wait, and like. Okay, she's the child. I, w- I was learning the Bluey mythos. Yeah, Bluey. I had no and, idea. And she has her sister, Bingo, and her mom, Chili, and her dad. Oh, I forget what his name Bandit. is, but he's an archaeologist Bandit. or something. It's Bandit. Yeah. It's, it's Bandit, Bandit, and I know this because there's an episode of Blank Check where David Sims goes, do you think Chili and Bandit are going to have another kid? <laughs> it's like, this man has been broken by this program. <laughs> There was an episode we watched uh, that was like, I thought it was uh, going to be Rashomon be style. Uh, it wasn't quite that, but it did a different character perspectives. But one of the, most of it was from the mind of this one kid who is like a bulldog, I think. And is also a goofy overactive imagination kid. So in his view of things, he has huge muscles and like flies around and like shoots rainbows out of his eyes and stuff. It was very funny. And that's the secret life of Alex Mack with a little bit of Bluey talk. One day we'll do Bluey Maybe. when it ends. Hopefully never. It's an Australian television <laughs> program. It's going perfect. Platinum, uh. gold, mercury, thallium, <laughs> lead, bismuth, polonium. Woo! <laughs> um, what do so we have next week, Ian? This is a question I actually was uh wondering on this one so of course we are still doing my international tour my tour around the world tour tour uh i'm uh, colin malloy tour um that'll give you that'll give you something to chew on tour uh no this tour uh so sometimes i uh, will come across a television program that sounds interesting but what will actually happen because television abroad is very different than here it will be like one series and then a second series that is the second season but is also like a different name or something like that but it is the second season of the show like we kind of did this with house of cards, house of cards all right if yeah. i pick one of those things okay where it's like uh, it's it's an international it's co-production but it's that's it's fine. like an italian show matt's not here none of us are going to be mega anal about what you, okay. <laughs> what you pick. uh so i think it's time for us to go to the great nation of italy and i think it's time that's right we're going to watch The Young Pope slash New Pope. Uh, wait, which one is which one of those is what that show is called? Both. Of well, them. this is what you just one agreed is to. The first season, first year is The Young Pope and the continuation is The New Pope. And it's done. The They're second season of, of The Young Pope was going to be called The Young Pope season two. And then they were like, we're calling this one The New Pope. And there's not going to be a, oh. there's not going to be a third Sorrentino's done with no. it. Okay. Yes. So who wants right. to tell me everything they know about The Young slash New Pope? I've seen like four young I actually popes. Do, I've seen about the same, to be honest. Okay, well, any volunteers? Yeah, I'll do it. All right, Travis, I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock. Tell me everything you know about The Young Pope, starting now. The Young Pope is a show from Paolo Sorrentino where 
I think it was Jude Law becomes a new pope, and he's like super yes. conservative. And um, Diane Keaton also is like, like Diane Keaton is like hooping out there in the nunnery. And at some point, someone <laughs> does a dance. At some point, someone dances while facts about Greenland are on screen. And I thought it was pretty unwatchable, but Ian loved it. And then the new pope, it was John Malkovich, and I didn't watch any of that. Um, and that's time. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Diane yeah. Keaton is hooping. It's the main I, thing I remember from the young pope. I, I, I have like, seen the pilot of this show. There's a kangaroo in the garden. I don't I know. I wanted to do this like three, four weeks ago. I was like, we'll do this right before Christmas. We'll leave on this. We note. need to see if and we can get our decided- Italian Catholic producer on for this one. <laughs> I, I I told Matt that even if he can't watch it or have the time, he should just come on as the producer who just sits in as there. As the Pope expert. Yeah, as the Pope expert. As our resident Pope expert. Uh, as the I've only been to what I've only been to a Catholic church, I think, one time. So it'll be a great episode to talk about. When we went to a funeral? Uh-huh. <laughs> hmm. So that was, as you know, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope that this one, we had to shake some rust off, but I think we had some, some fun here. And now it's time for Steven to bring us home. Oh, ah! Me? I'm a shack. <laughs> <laughs>